are you into conspiracy theories? I like the idea of them. I don't really follow them or know them, but I think it's fun to like, you know. <laughs> so the the one I recently heard, the Sahara Desert is not what we think it is. <laughs> what what and so apparently astronauts from times past when they have taken pictures of the Sahara Desert, there's this huge circular disc looking like area of the Sahara Desert. Yeah. And nobody knows what it is. And the the the, the minerals and the 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 compounds that are in this I forgot how long it is, how big it is. It's this huge sphere in the middle of the desert and they don't know how it got there. And okay. there's all kinds of conspiracies like aliens put it there or there was the lost city of Atlantis was in the Sahara. Yeah. Right? I mean all kinds of things. And I think it's pretty interesting. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. So that's that's just one. Yeah. I mean, there, there are lots. I, I, en- I enjoy the idea of them, and it just like even that, I think it's just kind of comical. I don't really subscribe to them, or you know, think yeah, that there's some. Big... It's called the Eye of the Sahara. Google it. Okay. The Eye of the Sahara, and I'm going to show you a picture. Actually, what it, about our listeners? They're going to have to Google it. Okay. It looks like that. What? Yeah. So what I'm looking at right now, dear listener, it looks like think. Um, of the storm that's on Jupiter, like the red, you know, eye. Oh yeah, but except it's blue. What yeah. you're showing me is blue. Yeah, it looks metallic bluish. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. You're listening to a local church podcast hosted by my dad, Pastor Ryan Marco. Be sure to leave a review and share this resource. Love God, love people, make disciples. And we're back. Yeah, I don't I'm not I'm not a scientist, man. I just don't know what to say about that. I think it's pretty awesome. I I recently looked at the pyramids. Uh, there's conspiracy about the pyramids. Sure. If you look at Egypt where the pyramids that were people like to go see this one of the seventh wonders, right? Yeah. If you go diagonally south, there are pyramids in uh, South America that line up almost directly with the pyramids in Egypt. And if you continue to go south, west, I would say, uh, in Antarctica, they believe there were pyramids there. What? Yeah, it's, there are a million conspiracies. You, I've heard stuff about the pyramids, conspiracies. Yeah. And, and the, well, the, just the way they're lined up. Yeah, the, the mathematics. Yeah. Yeah. And with the, the stars and all that stuff. That's, that's all wild stuff. I d- again, though, I am no Egyptologist mm. or archaeologist yeah. or scientist. I ain't, I ain't smart enough to know that stuff, mate. Yeah, there's there there's a lot, and you can get bogged down in a lot of it and creeped out in a, in, in a lot of ways yeah. about yeah. conspiracy theories. Uh, but today, I want to start with Proverbs sixteen nine. You know why you why? should start with the absolute truth? This is what we talked about last oh, week, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, because you can follow all those rabbit holes. You can get swept up in it. You can yeah. get, you know... Like, uh, did we land on the moon? Right, what? All of that stuff. <laughs> but if we can agree on a solid foundation, on a truth, on scripture, on the Bible, all those things are less important. That, Ryan, is a good segue. Thanks. Proverbs sixteen nine. The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. We all have plans. We all have things we want to do in our life. We all have goals. We all have big dreams, things like that. But in the end, God is the one who's directing us. God is the one who's molding and, and, and providentially moving 
uh, throughout uh, time and history and space. And so, yeah, are are we trusting on me that that's fallible, that messes up, that changes my mind every day, or am I depending on uh, God? And it goes into Jeremiah 10, 23. Jeremiah says this, the prophet, I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not in himself, that it is not in man who walks to direct his steps. Jeremiah is saying, man cannot know all there is to know about the steps and the decisions that I make, things like that. It comes from something. There's something else at play here. Something a work bigger than, grander than I am, than uh, than I am. And do we acknowledge that? Right. So right. I, just in my life, do I acknowledge that God is working? Right. Even when I don't see it, even when I don't know it, He is doing something, and He is uh, um, moving me in such a way. If I'm trusting and and trying to walk uh, and live my life in the way that He calls me to live, that He's He's orchestrating this. You know. Uh, it, I think it ties in great with our sermon, but we'll get there. I was just going to yeah, say yeah. that. It does tie very well into our sermon. Yeah, but we'll get there. Yeah. All right. Today, uh, the thought from Concise Theology, if you're following along, we have to apologize. This has been two weeks uh, that we've been kind of hit and miss. Yeah, it's happened quite a bit yeah, this year. The first week I was gone, I think, it was me. Mm-hmm. I was gone for uh, military duty. This thank pa- you for yeah, your service. This thank you. You're welcome. This past Sunday, I think you were gone. No, it was Easter. Yeah, it was Easter. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to do anything on Easter, guys. Right, Sorry. Right. Um, we we want to spend time with our families, things like that. And hunt, uh, the Christmas or the Christmas, <laughs> the cross story everywhere we go on Easter. So it's Resurrection Sunday, right? Absolutely, that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, but we're jumping back in. This is C. Uh, C. S. Lewis. This is um, J. who I. is this Packer. guy? J. I. Packer. Yeah. His book, Concise Theology, you can get it on Amazon or anywhere you buy books. 20 bucks. Uh, it's pretty cheap. Yeah. And each chapter or thought has a different topic. Today's topic is pretty tough. Yes. It is knowledge. Now, knowledge sounds awesome, but the way he describes it and the way he gets into it, he eventually gets to the part of where we depend and lean on knowing God. Right. And that's where knowledge comes from. But he has to build it up first. Right. So w- w- the way he, he takes it, like the idea of knowledge has two paths in essence so and a lot of this is is specific to scripture because paul and a a lot of the new testament is written specifically uh to counteract this movement that was happening called well it wasn't at the time but it became gnosticism yeah and so the word i'm saying is g-n-o-s-t-i-c-i-s-m like gnosticism but you just you say yeah Right. Yeah. yeah Gnostics. Yeah, the Gnostics. Yeah, the Gnostics. And what they believed and what they purported was that if you are a new Christian, then you have taken a step toward asking questions. And 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 you've stumbled a little bit in your path by accepting that you're a Christian. And you should just continue down this path of knowledge pursuit. And in the pursuit of knowledge, you get into almost conspiratorial theories. Yeah. There's like secret passwords and spells, and and uh, the your your body, your soul is disconnected from your body. And there's enlightenment yeah. and all this all this stuff that the Apostle Paul and several uh, authors of the New Testament specifically say that kind of knowledge is not what a Christian should be about. Yeah. Have you ever heard uh, "You're too big for your britches"? Yes. I, I kind of use, I'm going to use that with Gnosticism. The Gnostics believe that, that, uh, God is a divine, right? Jesus was a representative of the divine, but that to know knowledge, it's 
from within. And so they use these uh, uh, mystics, right? Mm-hmm. A mysticism, uh, mythology, but they also come to this realization that they can find knowledge within themselves, a spiritual human type knowledge, kind of being elevated to another level, that kind of thing. Uh, but it's from within, and that Jesus really isn't God, but he's 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 a one a good teacher, a good a supernatural, good, super, yeah, a, yeah. a supernatural <laughs> teacher uh, that can kind of t- elevate your knowledge, elevate you to the next level. It's interesting because Paul's writing uh, to the Romans, and if you look at Roman history. Greek philosophy, the philosophers, uh, a lot of them were really smart, but a lot of that philosophical uh, ideology is from within. It's if I keep rationalizing things down to its nth degree, I'm going to feel like I have knowledge. I'm going to feel like I'm, you know, I have all this stuff. And this Gnosticism, um, they went way, 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 way down rabbit holes with with God and with Jesus, and it, it, it's, it's wrong. They didn't use the Bible as the as their knowledge. They used philosophical ideas right. and things like that, and they went down these uh, uh, mystical, you know, uh, uh, anywhere they can find human knowledge, they soaked it up and, and thought that it was all on the same level as knowledge from God or knowledge from the scriptures. Right. And, and you know, when we started this three minutes ago, we were both kind of like, knowledge, right? Because when Packer writes this, and like, he uses big words in this particular yeah. concise theology. He uses one word that I'd never heard of before, but it, it encapsulates what you're talking about. Theosophical. Yep. So it's like this idea of philosophical. They like God, yeah, but, but they it, also like human uh, rationalism. or, or Theosophical, philo- yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, we can figure this out. We can own enough knowledge to elevate ourselves to another plane of existence almost. And all of Scripture, especially the New Testament, like you said, where, where Paul is, uh, he writes to Timothy, it happens in um, oh, let me, all of these, yeah. gosh, Packer quotes. I'm going to read a huge section. Yeah, First Timothy, uh, Jude, Peter, John's first two letters, there's a ton of um, references to this in Scripture. Yeah, uh, I'm going to read, I don't know how much you're allowed to read on a podcast, but I'm going to read a big chunk, if that's okay. Of his book? Of just this section, because yeah. I think I think it's going to help the listener uh, uh, a, a little bit about what these individuals viewed, right? I imagine you can re- you can read as much as you want, as so long as you attribute it. Like this is not our thinking. This is yeah. from Packer's book. Yeah, he says this. These teachers viewed the material order as worthless and the body as a prison for the soul, and they treated illumination as the complete answer. To human spiritual needs. So it was from within, yeah. right? Uh, they denied that sin was any part of the problem, and the knowledge they offered had to do only with spells, celestial passwords, and disciplines of mysticism and detachment. They're, they reclassified Jesus as a supernatural teacher who had looked human, though he was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, some today in the progressive movement fall in line of Gnosticism. Yeah. They believe that Jesus wasn't really human, but that he was spirit, or he was a, a, a representation of the divine, and I'll put that in quotation marks, because they wouldn't say the word God, or they don't right. use the word God. Uh, things like, it's, it's similar. Um, they So he's a supernatural teacher who looked a human, though he was not. The incarnation and the atonement they deny, progressives a lot of times deny what the atonement actually means through scripture. Uh, though he uh, he was not uh, the, the uh, and replaced Christ's call to l- a life of holy love with either prescriptions of asceticism 
or permission for licentiousness. Yeah, that was that was a yeah. characteristic <laughs> of the Gnostics. Like yeah. like what you said earlier in in quoting that, you said that they didn't even really consider sin sin. Yeah. That you could live however you wanted. You could because indulge in yeah. everything because your soul is detached from your physical body. Right. right? And so that whatever your physical body d- did or does has no effect on the soul of you, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just an yeah. excuse to party. I mean, just to yeah. do whatever you want to do. And we we see that today right. um in in just the movement or the ideology of our world today that uh I don't want to go down the road, but the LGBTQ movement, right? Especially the transgender movement. A lot of churches are now falling, not falling, but they're succumbing to the ideology of this world saying, following. Yeah, yes. sure. Whatever. It's not really sin. Cause you know, God made you this way, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and it's a detachment of soul and body. Uh, and so I would, I would, it's similar to what we see. So Packer rounds this, this thought out, but with, with, uh, two more paragraphs that kind of like we, I think we've laid it out there. Like here's the history that you need to know uh, in order to understand knowledge. And so there's, I, I think at the beginning I said there were two paths. One that was what we've just described, and the other is what Scripture talks about as being as 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 a, as an understanding of knowing. Yeah. And Scripture says, or Packer says this. By contrast to everything we just described to you. Scripture speaks of knowing God as the spiritual person's ideal, namely the fullness of a faith relationship that brings salvation and eternal life and generates love, hope, obedience, and joy. And then all kinds throughout Scripture that, I mean, you know, he just, Packer attributes that sentence to all of these scriptures, Ephesians and Exodus and Daniel and John and Philippians and Second Timothy, I mean, uh, Hebrews, it's everywhere that that's the kind of knowledge that a Christian should be pursuing. Yeah, we, humanity pursues knowledge just in general. Um, I think that's an innate um, uh, part of who we are as human beings. We want to know, right? Um, and the underlying issue is we want to know God, uh, and so you have science who uh, takes theories and tests them over and over and over again to find out the truth, to find out knowledge. Uh, but God has laid out in Scripture who he is and for and how for us to know who he is. Um, it's through his word. If we go to outside sources to try to find who God is, uh, we'll often end up kind of like the Gnostics did and, and, and chase after these conspiracy theories or chase after mysticism and and you know even witchcraft things like that just random things but god has laid out who he is in scripture so that we can know him and so the ideal for us is let's get to know god let's let's find true knowledge uh, and we do that through the scriptures uh deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 says tells us to know it says know therefore that the lord your god is god He's the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Boom. Yeah. I mean, God, we've talked about that on this podcast several times. Like God reveals who he is in his word. And so understanding that, having that, 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 that knowledge of a faith relationship. So it's not. I can know more things. Yeah. Thus, that unlocks some secret for me. It. it, it that's oh. not the kind of knowledge that yeah. it is, right? Uh, it, it's a. Rec- Packer ends it this way, and I think this is beautiful. He says this: 
the knowledge relationship that we have with our God is reciprocal. And, it, and, and this is in Scripture as well, but it's basically this idea. Think of it this way. We know God as ours because he knows us as his. Yeah, nice. And so having that kind of a knowledge relationship that, that defines our faith, that, that gives us that trust, that, that everything you talked about in the sermon this morning, which we'll get to in just a moment, um, is a place of peace for me. I don't have to keep up with everything that's happening and the conspiracies and the and the you know all the the knowledge i have to just continue to build that because what if i don't have enough and you know christ is enough and that knowledge is the knowledge that i build my life on nice i like it i mean especially in today's world when you are we're consumed by the news 24 7 like you can't open up an app without hearing from somebody's opinion about whatever's going on yeah and it's constant Right. You know what? I You said something this week that I, I quoted you. You don't even know that. But now I'm going to let <laughs> other people quote you as well because I'm going to tell them what you said. On on Wednesday night, we were, it, 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 be, we kind of just started like at service. It's a really cool service. If you're around on Wednesday nights, if you're in the Mount Eden area, you should come to our service. It's, it's very open. It's very, well, I don't understand this. There's a lot of questions and talking and uh, it's give and take, devotional style. Yeah. Uh, and we were kind of going, letting ourselves go down this path to lamenting the world around us. Oh, it's so awful. It's so bad. It's yeah. so awful. It's so bad. And, and you know, I know every generation, I've said this before, every generation <laughs> laments the generation after them kids and their rock and roll. You know, every generation <laughs> does that. Yeah. And it seems worse. And maybe it's because I'm old. But your thought, you said this. Guys, m- maybe it's not as bad as it seems like it is it's just that we know everything now and and social media and instantaneous information is just inundating us that it seemed like maybe things have always been this bad but it just seems like they're worse because we see it all the time all the time and everywhere and instantaneous and you know, it, it, that's a that's a whole sermon in itself to yeah. unplug everyone's. Yeah, I mean, like imagine what it was like in the 1850s. Yeah, Wild West, right? And you're living on your property in the Midwest, and all you know is what's going on on your property. Yeah, and if you want to know something, you go to the city, you go to the you know <laughs> local saloon, you go to the local post office, the right. trading post, whatever, and that's where you get all the the news. Yeah, and you, you go back home. Yeah. That's it, right? Right. But now, when you're at home, there is no peace, and everything that you open up has something that's going on, some breaking news, some you know something, and there's no rest, there's no peace. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded of the words just from Jesus. You know, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Right? Unplug, yeah, and and find Jesus, and just I, and I, just, I just feel rest. like the only digital input you need is is maybe a podcast. Oh yeah. Called a local <laughs> church podcast, <laughs> and, and, and really, that's all. Yeah, I, I don't think you need much else. <laughs> and, and, and you know, just every couple of weeks, they might take a break, and you yeah. just jump back in. Uh, <laughs> sermon review. Let's do it. Your sermon crushed today. Uh, God's word is good. Yes. Uh, I I was a little unsure, you know, this week. I normally have the sermon done on Thursday, and I read over it and maybe make a few adjustments. But I've written, I had two different sermons almost, and then this morning. I changed the first point right off the bat when I got to my office. Yeah. Um, uh, when I walked in going to my Sunday school class, you were in here typing away. Yeah. I, was, I was like, it's changing. Game, this, yeah, this is all the way up to the minute, dude. <laughs> uh, so we've been tracing 
the redemptive plan of God. And so what we mean by that is that God's overarching plan through Scripture, right, the, the, the story that unfolds in every book of the Bible is that God is redeeming for himself a sinful humanity, and he does that through Jesus. And he starts in the garden and works all the way through. Uh, and we find ourselves today in the book of Joshua, where the Israelites, God's chosen people, whom he has saved from slavery in Egypt, whom he has, you know, continued to be faithful to his promise. Like, hey, you're going to get the promised land. It's going to come. Uh, and now they're getting ready to go into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought you did really well, uh, um, you know, taking that big, that big of a, a concept you know, and condensing it down into three solid good points. It's going to get harder. <laughs> the further we go into the scriptures, the intro is going to be like longer and longer on how we got to where we are. But I think if you've been coming, right, on Wednesday night, you come on Sunday morning. Right. I was just about to yeah. comment on that. If you're a, uh, uh, I don't know, an influencer in your in your church, I don't I don't know what your programming is, you know, during the week or, or uh, you know, off of Sunday morning, right? So... Um, but what we've taken, you know, a, a liking to recently is our, our that Wednesday night that I was just describing how much I'm enjoying that and the, the 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 feel of it. But we are building the context. We, you, are building the context of what Sunday morning sermon is going to be on Wednesday night. So I know you said you you you've got your sermon on Thursday, but you know months in advance what you're roughly. Going to, you yeah. Know. So yes, yeah, so we have it. Yeah. We have the all 52 weeks outlined at least. Close to where we're going to be right. in Scripture, uh, and I've adjusted those a, f- a few chapters here and there. But that allows yeah. for that intro part that you're describing right now to be shorter. Yeah, like it, and and then, well, I mean, I know you have to do it because you're going to have visitors and you're going to have people who can't make it on Wednesday night, so you have to do some kind of. You don't want to just preach, yeah. you know, without any context. Um, but but it's it's really interesting to see. You know, here's all the backstory you need to know <laughs> because Sunday morning, I'm we're gonna we're gonna you know yeah. zero in on this part. And we typically haven't done that. Wednesday has usually been it's its own separate night where we do a different study, things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I like it helps me yeah. in my preparation. It feels very cohesive. Yeah. I like it a lot. So the first point of of today's sermon in Joshua chapter one verses one through nine is that God's redemptive plan reveals His faithfulness. Yes, and so. The book starts with, hey, Moses has just died. You can go back and look at Deuteronomy 34 and, and see that. It was in my sermon. Moses even lays his hands on Joshua and says, you're, you're next, right? You're, 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 you've been anointed now to be the next leader. Uh, and then God speaks to, to um, Joshua and says, hey, Moses is dead. Now you're going to arise. You're going to lead these people over the Jordan. It's hard to put into, I thought you did a pretty good job. It's hard to put into context the magnitude of, of Moses. Of Moses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought you did really good this morning. I mean, Moses is the Abraham Lincoln, you know, <laughs> he is the, the, you know, the, the guy and, you know, the, to follow that up, the weight that had to have been on Joshua at that point would have been terrifying. Um, but, but yeah, because who remembers the president after Abraham Lincoln? Right. Not we did have one person raise their hand, but <laughs> not many people know who followed Abraham Lincoln. Right. Right. Uh, I can ask you who was a prime minister after Winston Churchill. Exactly. Not many people know that, right? Yeah. Um, and so we often overlook Joshua, but Joshua is a really key point in the is in 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 history, right? Yeah. In humanity's history, but in Israel's history in particular, because he follows such a huge figure, right? Uh, and and he's going to be asked to do a lot of crazy things. He does. Yeah. But these first nine verses on what you preached on today is almost a pep talk 
from God to Joshua. And he encourages him, I think, I think three, maybe four times. Don't like fear not. Be courageous. I keep my promises. You are going in. This is, you know, and 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 your overarching point, which is God is faithful, you know, is is just laid out so clearly in those in those nine verses. Yeah. So that was the first two verses for the first point. God reveals his faithfulness. He was faithful to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, faithful to Moses. Hey, I'm going to be with you just like I was with Moses. And then the second point. Before you leave that point, I'm going to interrupt you. I I feel you did say it in the sermon. So it's worth saying here. God is faithful. We know the end of the story. We know where this is going. The, The frustrating part is when we allow our human nature, and this is what we talked about to start the podcast, you know, about the idea of, conspiracy theories and what what's our foundation when we think we know the timing of it oh okay yeah so i didn't mention timing yet yeah in this first point it's all got it's on god's time it's and and that that's part of at your second point is we have to be faithful and yeah. you know because god is faithful but maybe maybe it wasn't your second point is that where you brought that up uh i think i i, I started it in this with 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 the idea um that it, it it it's God's like the so that God is faithful, but we still trust in His timing. We often ask where God is right yeah. in the season or circumstance. And then I went through a myriad of of different supporting verses. I went too fast, <laughs> uh, but um, I, I in our days, our circumstances, the minutes we have, the hours we have, right, all of it, it's in God's hands and it's in God's timing. But what do we do? And like Joshua, we have to live by faith and obedience. That leads to our second point. Right. And I think I unpacked the, t- the waiting even more on that one. But yeah. uh, God's redemptive plan requires faith and obedience. So God says, he uses past tense words and says, wherever your foot touches, I've already given to you. I've already done it, right? That kind of thing. Yes. But you still have to live by faith because I mean, you don't know what's about to happen. Uh, and so he gives the command three times, be strong and courageous to Joshua. And I mentioned, God is getting ready to ask Joshua and the people to do things that if God weren't telling them to do it, it would be absurd, right? right. It would be ridiculous. Um, I didn't mention uh, the battles that they were getting ready to do, especially Jericho. Like I mentioned walking around the walls. It would just be crazy in and of itself. Right. But God calls Joshua and the people to wipe them out. Yeah, um, all. Yeah, men, women, and children. Children, yeah. And that's a conundrum that everybody stops in their tracks and is like, what kind of God would tell somebody to do that? Um you got to go back to Joshua. You got to yep. go back to the book of Deuteronomy. You've yes, got to look at exactly right. the holiness, the of, holiness God, of God, the big picture. Um, the people that were in Canaan were rebellious against God. They were worshiping false gods, right? Things that God already told them, hey, when you left Egypt and all those false gods, leave them back there, right? Yep. Don't go down this path, but you're about to go into this promised land. And in order for God's presence to be with his people, they have to wipe out sin. So God uses Israel to wipe out um, Jericho, wipe out some of the nations, wipe, wipe out a lot of folks and a lot of things that were going on in there because God is holy. We do not understand right. how holy God is. And so we can't comprehend why God would ask his people to do that. Why would, um, why would like, we can't comprehend, like think about just the battle of Jericho. He told them, listen, I want you to march around the city and uh, yeah, blow, we're going to blow some horns yeah. and uh, <laughs> How about on the seventh day you scream real loud, yeah. and then the city will fall literally to the ground, and the people will be so confused that they'll kill each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
It's and and Joshua was like, okay, yeah, like the, that's his faith. The story of Joshua. Now Joshua's not perfect, right? And Moses wasn't perfect, but that's who God's using at this moment. Uh, and the very first thing God tells him to do is arise and cross this river Jordan, which, by the way, is flooded. Yeah, and it's this, overflowing. I, yeah. I looked this up because I didn't. I hadn't thought about it in the way that you did. Um, so it was at least a hundred feet wide, at least seventeen feet deep. Nice. And we're not talking about people who, you know, just got yeah. a backpack. Yeah. This is a nation of people. It's upwards near a million people. Right. Yeah. And so they have they have herds, they have animals, they have all of their stuff. Yeah. And like how are you gonna get across a hundred feet seventeen a hundred yard uh, feet of water yeah. that's seventeen feet deep? Yeah. I, I, people forget this. <laughs> and Joshua looks back and says, Hey guys, we're getting ready to cross this river. Yeah. And everybody would be staring at him because they just had Moses <laughs> yeah. who did all kinds of awesome things. And now Joshua's like, God wants us to go across this flooded river. And when the ark goes in and the priests go in with it, the waters move. Yeah, just uh, like the Red yeah. Sea. Yeah. And they walk on dry land. It is awesome. And they head their they head straight into the middle of Canaan to Jericho. Uh, and that's where they start their conquest. Yeah. Or the conquest that God has uh, kind of put the R.C. Spur would say holy war. Okay. A uh, the only truly holy world, ho holy war that has been. Huh. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it requires like God's faithfulness uh, demands, I think, our faithfulness in yeah. response. And God gives Joshua the blueprint. He's like, don't leave my word, right? Don't depart from it. Uh, meditate on it. You know, have it be on your mouth, that kind of thing. So I used four things. We have to know the word. We got to speak the word. We got to meditate on the word. And we have to apply the word, right? In order for us to live the life that God has called us to, to be faithful and obedient, the word has to be at the forefront. Yeah. I know I harp on this, on this podcast. I was listening to, in our, in our hiatus, I listened to the last one we did a couple times. And, and I say this often, right? If you're not reading the word, then you don't know what God's saying to you. If you're reading it to check a box, yeah. that's insufficient, as well as <laughs> not reading it, right? So, but your point this morning, and harping back on that idea, is like this is, we are, we are God's people. We are, we are Christians, and if we don't take the time to be in his word, and know his word, and speak his word, and meditate on his word, then we are not satisfying <laughs> yeah. You know our obligation. Yeah, we're people of the word, right? Yes. Uh, J.I. Packard starts out well at the Bispith podcast is we are to know God, right? And He's given us His word to do that, um, but then also apply that word, right? So I can have a whole lot of head knowledge, but unless I apply it to my life, I'm not going to live the life that God right. has called me to. Jo God says to Joshua, "You want to be successful? You want to be prosperous? Don't depart from my word." Yes. Right. Uh, and I, it's key today, like. I'm not a name it and claim it guy. I'm not going to say, hey, if you tell God you want a million dollars and you say, God's going to give me that and it's going to happen. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, if you live by the design that God has created us to live by, things go better, yeah, right? It just right. goes well with you. You'll have peace in your heart. You'll be content. You'll be satisfied. You're not going to be chasing after every other thing. But if you try to live your life in your own strength, in your own power, you're going to have chaos and yeah. it's not going to be peaceful and it's just going to be random. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't want to live like that. Right. Uh, and so God says, Hey, you want to be successful? You want to be prosperous? Live by my word and yeah. don't, don't, don't depart from it to the left or the right. Uh, and it leads into our third point that God's redemptive plan offers his presence and provision. Yeah. Right. So at the end he says for the third time, 
Be strong and courageous. I'm with you, right? I'm not going to depart from you. I'm not going to leave you. Don't be frightened. Don't be dismayed. I am with you wherever you go. Yeah, that's kind of how he ended it. Yeah, and it's so comforting to know, like, this sin that I'm battling, I don't have to battle it on my own, you know? And yeah. and, and, and when, I, when I stumble... You know, it's not an excuse to stumble more. It's an ex- it's a it's a it's, it's a breath of fresh air to know I can be redeemed. Yeah, and to know <laughs> that God is in my presence and wants me in His. And ugh. yeah, I didn't I didn't mention it, but just popped in my head when you were talking about that. A whole generation had to die off. Yeah, before they enter in the promised land, and yet God is still redeeming those folks. Right. So the people that went into the promised land with Joshua are the grandkids. <laughs> Right. who are now adults, they saw a whole generation die. Everyone who was under 20 years old. Yeah, so yeah. They, they saw them all, right? Um, and then yet God is still faithful, even though his faithfulness doesn't look like what I would want. Yes. <laughs> right? I mean, imagine your parents dying, and they're not going to see the promised land, and you're the one going in, and you have to see, like, God is still allowing me to go in. He's yeah. still faithful to this promise to Abraham hundreds of years ago. Right. Uh, you know, they had it's to just, have yeah. defined themselves as a nomadic people. Like, that's all they knew. Like, those kids who were now adults when Josh was like, hey, we're crossing this river. This is home. Like, it's right over there. Like, they don't know anything. Hundreds of years, you've said they've been looking forward to this. Uh, because way back when they were slaves in Egypt, you know, this is yeah, always before. been promised. Right? <laughs> before them. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and so here they are. All I know is wandering around in the desert with a yeah. million people and, you know, my herds and stuff. And here we are. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, it, I mean, 20 and under. So that even if you were 20, you're now 60. Right. And you're getting ready to go into the promised land that God promised Abraham a thousand years ago. Right. Like these stories have been passed crazy. down over and over and over again. Uh, and so the God's timing is huge in all of this, I think. Uh, we often want God to move like Santa Claus, like, God, give me this. God, do this. God, work this out. And his timing is not our time. We, we cannot equate the, the timing of God with, with what we think his timing should be. It just doesn't work that way. Right. Uh, and so we get downhearted. We, we, get, we, get, I, we get disgusted. I, yeah. I yeah. think when we do that and we're like, you know, he's some, he's some genie that I, you know, I, I, rub the, yeah. I rub the thing harder. We're putting ourselves in his place. Like, oh, yeah. I am God, and I want I make the decisions, and when I want those things to happen. that That is not the design. Yeah, it doesn't work. Nope. It doesn't work. Hey, got a question for you. Bring it! Would you rather <laughs> be forced to sing a song or dance to every song you hear? What? It- or sing along, not sing a song, sing along. So anytime music is on, yes. would you rather, every time you hear music, sing to it, Sing with, with it, it or, or dance, dance it. to it. So anytime you hear music, would you oh. rather sing to it or dance to it? That's for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, my answer is sing with it. Um, although, like, the, now I didn't, I didn't like specify what type of dancing. Are you like all out? Well, that's exactly you know, what I was going to ask. Like, you if you're in like, your car here, just you, just you just all of a feet. sudden stop driving and you're you know, <laughs> <laughs> dancing a yeah. jig. Yeah, your, let's not look too truck. far into it. Okay. Anytime you hear music, would you rather be singing? So this could be like at a conference. Exactly. Or dancing. I suppose, does it just apply to me or does it apply to like humanity? Just you. See, that's the worst. This is your life. So you're the only one doing this. (laughs) 
if I'm having a conversation with someone and I have to stop the conversation because music, I'm yeah. singing, that I can have another conversation while I'm, I'm singing dancing. and I'm joy. <laughs> What's that movie? Uh, the Elf. Yeah. Right? I'm singing. Yeah, that's funny. I suppose uh, you could still carry on with what you were conversing about if, if you're, you're dancing. If you're dancing. Yeah, but then you just dance. Yeah, you know, talking. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I, let me tell you something, Ryan. I, I think all of our listeners know that I lead singing here at church, and I don't know that I I can I can somewhat carry a tune. Okay, I'm not a good singer. I don't really. I believe I've tried to encourage you in this. Like I know, look, don't disparage myself. Yeah, but you're let doing me, good. Let me tell you something. My school is. I don't. I hope no kid. None of my students are listening to this. My school is doing a masked singer competition. Nice. And so I, of course, you know, for the kids, I I've jumped in to do this. And I recorded my 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 first spot. It's cringy. Oh, it's so bad. How? And how, I'm gonna tell you why. Here's why. <laughs> is the recording bad or no, is no, it? No, no, no. My singing is bad. Did and you do it on purpose? No. Oh. Here, here's what happened. I'm trying so, to give you an out, man. I know. Here's what happened. I chose a song that I didn't know very well, so I had to one look at the lyrics, read yeah. it, read it. I had to. I oh man! Listen, listen. Yeah, it's, I can already worse. hear the timing right now. Yeah. So I, um, I was inside this gigantic blow-up costume. Nice. So it 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 kept collapsing. So I had to use one hand <laughs> to hold the top of the costume up. The other hand was held my phone, so I could read the lyrics. And you were and, probably sweating and, and everything else. I couldn't else hear the music inside the the costume. Oh. So my my solution was. The music plays outside the costume, but inside the costume, I'll put my ear pods in my ear, and I'll just push play at the exact same time yeah. and sing along to my... I had the timing off <laughs> with what was happening yeah. outside. So I'm inside this machine. Were you slower or faster? <laughs> I was faster. Okay. And I'm off beat, and I'm singing horribly. And everybody's like, yeah. Oh, my it, gosh. It. It's so cringy. It's so bad. If mm, it gets out... Sad. If it gets out... <laughs> like yeah. to the regular public. We know it was the podcast. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. I mean that footage. <laughs> if that video gets, they're probably out, gonna put it on Facebook. I need it to not be because it's <laughs> bad. So you're gonna go with dance? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, because I can't sing. Like I'm probably gonna go with dance as well, right? Just because I think but I can then play. You look so good. I think I can play a dance off. Like just my personality, <laughs> I think I could play. Yeah. Play off a dance, but again, I'm not an out an outrovert. I'm not a like a outgoing type person if i don't have to be right um so singing i think would put me way too far out yeah of my comfort zone but dancing i can kind of do a little shuffle you know just like a twitch <laughs> like a, we're like what's going on with that guy i don't know he just got this weird twitch kind of thing <laughs> I, can th I can play that off okay. <laughs> hey but, yeah uh i don't know if you want to you want to bring up anything else i've got something we, really cool i, uh, I you have something that's it's gonna change the mode Move. oh well let me go first okay you go yeah first. You, you let's well no you go first Drop we'll, us down a little bit, and then we'll, we'll, we'll come we're gonna back. We're going to bring yeah. it back up. Okay. So, I, th I think probably now the entire nation knows that since we've been in our last podcast, there was a mass shooting um, in Louisville, Kentucky. There have been several since our last podcast, unfortunately. Um, and I just thought it would be important to, to, to acknowledge that it happened. Um, and, you know, our hearts and our prayers are with, um, the victims and their families, but beyond that, Ryan, just the, uh, I don't know how many people who are listening live as proximity, you know, to, as, as we are to this horrible event in their own 
you know, gosh, there have been, what, hundreds of mass shootings this year already. Um, but it's by far the closest thing we've ever had experience like this. And it is scary. It's scary for kids. I'm a dad who's about to send a kid to college, you know, and, and it's always scary, but because it's close to us and to me, um, it just feels more scary. And, and so uh, again, you know, I don't know how you survive something like that without God. Yeah. And I don't know how I just, I just pray for the, the mentally ill man. I pray for the years and years of trauma that this will create in so many different people and not just this one, but this, uh, you know, this, this, every, every, every shooting that happens and every act of violence that happens is just, man, it is not, it is Satan. And, uh, I just, um, just thought that it was important. That we no, that. I think it's really important. Um, we oftentimes when something happens like this, pastors are, are supposed to have all the answers, right? They go to like, Hey, I gotta go to the pastor. Talk, hey, pastor, what do you think about what had just happened? Uh, you know, that kind of <laughs> right, thing. And, right. and, and I always, I usually always go to, we mourn with those who mourn and we rejoice with those who rejoice. So there are, is, there's a time for mourning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a lot of evil, right, in the world, and it's going to happen. Things are going to take place that just move us outside of our own understanding of what's supposed to happen. Um, but we mourn with those who mourn, and we lift them up, the families that are affected, uh, and, and we just ask that God help us to be light, uh, right, in dark places, even though there are times that we're afraid, there are times that we just don't have the answers, um, but that God he knows all right. Um, mm-hmm. but that we are in his hands. And so, um, the, he, the, and, promise, and the, the, the number of our days are in his yeah. hand. Right. And so the yeah. promise that, that God gives to Joshua at the beginning of the sermon, at the beginning of the book of Joshua, the one, the sermon you, you did today, that same promise is ours. Yeah. We serve the same faithful God. Right. And if I, I, I was trying to put my, myself in Joshua's shoes and hearing from God, you're the man. You're the one. Be 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 courageous. Go for this. I've already won the battles. Everywhere you go, it's already been done. That same promise is ours. And that man, if you rest in that, if you if you if you remind yourself of that, if you if you build your foundation on that, then even insanity that happens in our world yeah. can can you can yeah recover I mean, from. I I mean we got we got we got a caveat. We're not Joshua. Right. Except God says to Joshua, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. There are things that we're going to go through in life that's going to scare us, right? And we're even going to be dismayed about what's even going on. Like, how is this even happening? And yet God says, I am with you and I'm not going to leave you. (laughs) Uh, And wherever you go, I'm going to be with you. Uh, That even, this this is the tough part as a pastor, even if my children were to be in a shooting, or my wife, or myself. God is still with me. Yeah. And the number of my days are still in his hands. Um, it's scary, right? But I have to trust and be obedient as best as I can to live the life that God has called me to. Um, and that's the hard, that's the hard part. Um, yeah. It's easy to say, trust God yeah. in, in, in good times. Yeah. You know, and but when it when it doesn't go according to what we think the plan should be is when it when the rubber meets the road. Yeah. And you know, it's 
Is my faith really in God or is it in, you know, the idea of, you know, attending church? Right. Exactly. Right, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's so much more, it's not much more, but it's just so important that even when you're on the mountaintop to know him, to know God, because there are going to be valleys. Yeah. I mean, scripture yeah. says it's going to rain. Um, and, you know, there are going to be shootings and things are going to happen. But knowing who God is on the mountaintop and in the valley makes this life livable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm not going to switch gears. We're okay. going to kind of close it out. I was going to talk about um, something cool, but we'll do the next podcast. Okay. Um, well, look, a little teaser. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, come back the next time because Houston, we may have a problem. Okay. <laughs> love God. Love people and <laughs> make, make disciples. disciples.